3: Senua Saga, Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass.
3: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
0: Define an opportunity.
3: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
1: Identify a problem.
3: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming.
1: Offer a solution.
3: Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
2: Pittsburgh Steelers fans and BTSC listeners, welcome to Steeler's Cap Room. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm your host of this new 30-minute 30, thirty minute audio podcast on BTSC. It's it's one that we've kicked off for this off-season and as the name would suggest with Cap Room, it's um, this is going to be a, a weekly podcast. It's very focused around the Steeler's salary cap what occurs around the NFL in terms of the salary cap and what have you. Some of you might be familiar with me. I, I'm i a co like myself and Mark Davison co-host the Steelers touchdown under podcast, which has now become a live YouTube show over the last few weeks, but we still come to you on that audio platform post show as well. And it's great to be joining you on your Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday evening, or whenever you're listening to this podcast. I actually record in the future for those of you that might not be familiar with Steelers Touchdown Under. So I'll be recording this on a Tuesday, Wednesday night at my time. Generally, it'll be a Wednesday night. So um, that'll be overnight for you on that Tuesday Tuesday night into very early hours of Wednesday morning. So really important that we give you that timestamp with both shows, really, because it allows you to know, where we're sort of sitting in terms of the breaking news and what's coming out. So, you know what, I'll probably finish this podcast and the next set of headlines will be coming out from the start of the day on the East coast. Um, But really important that you've got, you've sort of got that timestamp there. So look, as we said, this is a new show. Um, As I said, a new show for BTSC. It's one that we're running through the off season each week. Um, And it's one that look, salary cap, it can be very, it's, it's incredibly complex it can be incredibly easy. If you just look at total number, what are the, st- what are the different contracts, but it's actually, I find it really interesting. bit of background from me. I am, I don't work in a numbers field. I mean, well, when you go into my field, I'm in the, in the communications field. in for my professional work, you often think it's more reading and writing and um, you know, very much having those, those verbal, verbal and written skills. But in fact, there's actually a lot of reporting and in the role. And there's also a lot of budget management and allocation. So it's something that I've really come to enjoy. And whilst I'm not necessarily a a complete numbers guy, my, my dad's actually a complete numbers guy. He's an incredible mathematician. I've always been good at numbers when it comes to two things, money and sport. And when we talk Steelers salary cap or we talk the NFL salary cap, we're combining my two strengths when it comes to numbers and that's, that's sport, and that's money, so, and financial money so look it's going to be an interesting show for this week it's It's going to be one that hopefully we can keep you you know keep me motivated, keep you interested, hopefully you find this content interesting look you don't have to be a deep numbers person to appreciate what we're going to cover through it's really just talking about. What are, the sal- what are the Steelers doing with their salary cap for next year? Where are the strengths? Where are the gaps? What should they do? What movements can be made? It's a bit of an indulgence in me being able to be the Omar Khan of BTSC. But equally, um, and, and I'll share more later in the show, I'd love to hear each week from some of you, the listeners, and what are your questions? What are your considerations? What are your comments about salary cap? And, I, and I'll be sharing an avenue that we can do that because really important that we get all of, we get all of your input. I mean, this BTSC family—it's talked about by, you know, particularly by Brian Anthony Davis, Dave Schofield, and and Jeff Hartman. There is the as the co-editors and the and the podcast producer. You know, we are a BTSC family, and when there's no Steelers football, we need things that unite us, and that's still the Steelers, and that's the latest news, and that's that prospect of what the 2021 season might be on that catching that stairway to seven. So let's crack into it then. Thought it'd be the best place to start. <laughs> you know, the best place is always the very beginning. So we've just closed out the 2020 NFL season where the salary cap was 198.2 million. Now, many of you might be familiar with that. But what's interesting for this year, I mean, COVID, which has grappled the world. Yeah, that's no surprise, to it. it's really no surprise to anyone listening to this podcast. We've all been affected by it. But where it's really interesting is that instead of the Steelers and the rest of the NFL, the other 31 NFL teams, you know, preparing for a a salary cap increase to somewhere around that 210, 211, even 212 million salary cap, we're going backwards, we're going backwards. And in fact... The 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 floor that was agreed between the NFL and the NFLPA of 175 million is where it could be sitting. Now, current projections—one from Over the Cap, where I'll be pulling a lot of different numbers for as part of this podcast—they project it to be 176 million, while Pro Football Talk projects it more around the 180 million mark, which would be about 18 million um, difference between what it was for 2020 and what it is now. Which is an interesting issue for the Pittsburgh Steelers because the Pittsburgh Steelers are currently sitting at two hundred and two million almost two hundred and three million because it's two hundred and two nine hundred and thirty nine thousand and two hundred and nineteen dollars they're sitting you know they're sitting well above this salary cap right now that what what that sort of that number might look like whether it's the 176 or 175 or it's 180 or you know what it might have be an easy there might be 181 or 179 there still is a sitting way above that so there's some considerations considerations to be made at the moment in terms of where they move that money now and we can crack into that a little bit later but there are options here there's extensions and what have you What do we need to be thinking about having the back of our minds when it comes to money? Because it's very easy to say, go out and spend money on the best, you know, edge rusher or the best wide receiver or we need a replacement for Ben or we need a veteran backup like was a lot of the talk last year. And I was thinking, what are some of the smarter people out in the world there think about money and allocating money resources? So I brought up a couple of quotes. Let's start with one from Warren Buffett who said, I will teach you the secret to getting rich on Wall Street. You try to be greedy when others are fearful, and you try to be fearful when others are greedy. Now, Benjamin Franklin said, Money never made a man happy yet, nor will it. The more a man has, the more he wants. Instead of filling a vacuum, it makes one. And I really thought these two quotes were interesting, because this season, there'll be many teams overpay players and other teams that hold back and try and acquire players through the draft. And this is where the Steelers are going to have to be really smart and where we're really lucky as Steelers fans that we support and we're fans of an organization that's very considered in what they do. And sometimes it's too conservative for a lot of people. And I can see it when I we talk about live chats on coaches and and getting rid of different players or, you know, making different changes to schematics or what have you. It, it's very clear that a lot of fan base feels we should be a lot more agile, which is something, you know, it's an important trait in, in this modern world that we live in. But, you know, it's an interesting one because I mean, for me personally, um, and it alludes to a little bit of, of what some of this show will cover, even though it's 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 a salary cap focused show. There's a real opportunity for the teams to go out and acquire through the draft key players where it's a much lower cap hit. they veteran minimum they don't have to deal with veteran minimums so much and what have you. Equally, I look at Benjamin Franklin's quote. And it's hard not to think of Ben Ben Roethlisberger, big Ben, our franchise quarterback. You know, this season he's going to account for $41 million of the cap. That's, you know, I think it's roughly about 22.5% off the top of my head at $175 million. But regardless, there's $19 million in cap savings. What are we going to do with Ben? And it's very interesting since seeing the Steelers not get knocked out Absolutely, regrettably but get knocked out of that division, divisional um, round. Sorry, the wild card round. I mean, you're making the divisional round, but getting knocked out of that wild card round, and now people are starting to question Ben. In thinking about what this show might look like weeks ago, in thinking even when Mark and I first started talking for the Steelers Touchdown Under podcast, it was floating in the back of my mind: Is are the Steelers hamstringing themselves by committing forty-one million to? Ben Roethlisberger, and that's one that each of us will have a different opinion on, and it will be very interesting to see how that rolls out. And we're no doubt when it does, that will dominate um, lots of content on BTSC, and it will certainly dominate the cap room show for that week. But let's crack into it a bit, bit bit, further. So one of the key things to know for 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 this coming season so far with the salary cap, according to Over the Cap, the are currently committed. And so a lot of the way the cap works is there's the salary cap's not exactly a hard cap. You can spread costs over multiple years. That's important to understand. So where the Steelers are sort of situated is that, And generally, the way this is looked at from an NFL perspective is you look at the top 51 players. So, right now for 2021, the Steelers are committed to the top 51 players of paying that $202,576,260, if you want to get specific. There's about $362,000 in dead money. And Um, that, and that's sort of covered. I think that was, that's Anton Brooks currently accounting for that, and Stefan Wisniewski, who didn't work out, was a very highly touted free agent, had some injuries. You know, unfortunately, we didn't really get to really see him in a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey. The other interesting thing to think about as well is that in this season, this going into this season, going into the draft, the Steelers are currently projected according to Over the Cap. Now, this is very subject to change because there are a lot of different um, evaluations on where things sit and where free agents land and what have you. But we're currently sitting, according to Over the Cap's current projections, at getting a fourth and sixth round compensatory pick. Now, they're big deals because when we – and you'll see that when I go later in as we progress this show in terms of some players that stepped up for their cap number this year, that a fourth and a sixth round could be very helpful for the Steelers and save them a significant amount of money. Um, when we look at someone like a, a Carlos Davis, I think is was a seventh-round draft pick. You know, he only cost his cap number this year will be eight hundred uh, and three thousand. You know, if you're going to get certain games with him, I mean, Isaiah Bugs, I think it was a six round draft pick. He's sitting there at about one hundred ninety two thousand. That's a lot cheaper than playing a veteran minimum, which is well over that million dollar mark. And those couple hundred thousand here or there do add up when you're looking to fill a roster, when you're looking at a practice squad, you're looking at um changing different players and what have you. And when you are so far over the salary cap, every little bit of that, those dollars count. There's no room for error. So the other thing I wanted to look at in in this week's show is the Steelers guaranteed money. Now, Where the Pittsburgh Steelers are famous for not guaranteeing money as part of contracts. We saw massive issues there, um, when it came to Antonio Brown's contract, but particularly Levy on Bell's contract. That's probably the one most, most listeners, most Steelers fans would be really hyper aware of. And he rejected that money a couple of times and had, you know, didn't feel it was fair remuneration. Obviously there was the challenge there around being a running, wanting to be seen as a, you know, second ride you know wide receiver number two versus a a running back if you like, so that there's some considerations there, but the Steelers currently only owe guaranteed money, which should be expected to their rookies now and 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 top round draft pick rookies currently that's four players on the Steelers roster that's devin Bush who the Steelers owe um this year his number his cap number will be uh five point one four six million dollars um and he's got a guaranteed salary there f- through the bonuses under the under the draft scheme of two point two million dollars just over two point two Terrell Edmonds he's got a guaranteed salary this year of seven hundred and fifty six thousand he's got a cap number um there of three hundred and three million three on oh, three hundred he's got a cap there number there of three point four million dollars Minka He's got a guaranteed amount, obviously first round draft pick from the Miami Dolphins that we traded for. So very much our first round draft pick from the 2020 draft. He's guaranteed $2.7 million. And that's actually his money for this year's, that's guaranteed is his cap number two. And then Chase Claypool. So he's got a guaranteed number of $910,000. So if you think about the money in the last year, Chase Claypool, year or so in the NFL, he's a millionaire. Now with these performance that's going to be no surprise to anyone, but Chase Claypool for everyone out there is, is 100% a millionaire now. Um, I think he was already technically and, and his cap number for this year will be about $1.5 million. So again, though, really great value from, from Chase Claypool there. If you think about what he's doing at $1.5 million. So I just want to give a sense of that guaranteed money because as you can see there, the Steelers have barely, barely got twelve million yeah, I think it's about twelve and a half million or so um there in guaranteed money, which is which is quite quite reduced compared to what you see for other NFL teams and we, when This is important because over multiple years, it allows the Steelers to have flexibility in the different contracts they can provide. It also means you can back end a contract like Ben Roethlisberger's. But it does give you that flexibility. So that's a really important one to, to sort of have in the back of your mind there and to know, and we probably you know, won't go into that one too much more as this rolls on, but it is important to consider, especially when you start looking at trading up in, in the draft as well and, and more guaranteed monies you've got there. So where are the Steelers currently sitting? So when, I, when we look at this $202 million currently, the Steelers offense for twenty twenty one is due one hundred and one million dollars six hundred and nine thousand and three hundred and thirteen. The defense is ninety four million nine hundred and three thousand six hundred and fourteen and special teams is just a tick over six million now when we look at that and the numbers do slightly vary, but when we look at that across the n f l and what the commitment is there. The Steelers have the 7th most... And and this moves back to $94 The Steelers have the 7th most expensive defense, and this is based on projected numbers, and the 14th most expensive offense. Now, this is projected. So these numbers are slightly different from the numbers that I just shared with you there. That's the way that Over the Cap looks at different projected changes that go across the board. So you can see there's about a... Four million dollar variance there in terms of what they're looking at from an offensive perspective, um, and that and th- those projections are much more about bringing the cap into a into a number that um, will actually translate. Plus, you've got the carryover rules, which we'll, we, we'll address in a, in a future show. So, as you can see there, you think about that the seventh most expensive defense. That's an interesting situation because that's a lot of money. You want your defense to perform if that's going to be the case. And boy, did the Steelers defense perform. The Steelers have the third best according to pro football reference. When you look across all the different statistical categories, the Pittsburgh Steelers had the third best defense in the in the league. They allowed, you know, the they allowed the third fewest passing yards. They allowed the you know they, they held they were sort of twenty second ranked in terms of the, the the rushing yards on the season. So that's rushing yards allowed. They were very effective with the football. They were one of the lower. They were the, the they were the most miserly, or they led the least amount of yards after the catch when it came comes to more advanced sort of defensive stats. Obviously, we know they led the league with fifty six stat um, sacks. You know they. The quarterback pressures they led with two hundred and two quarterback pressures. The only teams that got close were Tampa Bay with one hundred and eighty-seven and the Seattle Seahawks with one hundred and seventy-five. You know, in terms of quarterback hurries, they were second in the league to the Patriots, believe it or not. Patriots had eighty, they had seventy-nine. But just you start to think about some of those statistical areas, and you can clearly see that the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they're the the top defense. They're one of the top defenses, if not the top. And they're only the seventh most expensive currently, currently um, for for 2021. So, as a Pittsburgh Steel fan, you're sitting there and you're going, "Hey, I'm really, really confident." And a key key component of that, obviously, is TJ Watt and his number. His cap number this year goes up to ten million dollars. Um, and we'll talk about TJ Watt um, a little bit later on because there's a really couple of key things we should share about TJ Watt there. And with that, we'll take a break on Steeler's Cat Room. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood
0: on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the
3: end, What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
1: Identify a problem.
3: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming.
1: Offer a solution.
3: Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
2: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's time to get into the second part of this week's show. On the offensive side of the football, and that's where we, no doubt, listeners and and diehard Steeler fans would definitely have some concerns about given the run game, given obviously the Steelers have in the last week let go of Randy Featner. We've got Matt Canada now potentially coming in. That's yet to have happened when I'm recording. Um, and as we said on Steelers touchdown under on, on, on Sunday morning, our time Saturday evening um, over there in the U S we were sort of saying they hadn't interviewed any minority candidates yet. So until they do that, that certainly won't in Canada can't have sign off on that, but going into whether that's value at, 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 in terms of the 14th, most expensive offense, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers did some interesting things on offense. They actually had the 12th ranked offense in the league, believe it or not. Um, In terms of pass yards, they were fairly, they were fairly high up there as well. You know, we saw them sort of, I think they were number you know they were the twelfth in the league there around passing yards rush yards this will be no surprise to anyone. We were the lowest thirteen hundred and fifty one rush yards on the season there are running backs there were running backs in the n f l that rushed you know for for about that amount of yards as well so it, it it's a really interesting situation that the Steelers find themselves in there, you know in terms of being. In fact, there were two. There are actually two running backs that rush for more than all of the Steelers guys put together. And so are the Steelers, is this this projection as the 14th most expensive offense and, and being so far over the cap worth it? Well, let's get into that. Because when you go through the Steelers cap numbers for 2021, there's a key position that I think will raise a lot of questions, a lot of questions amongst the fan base. And that's the tight end position. Now, the two sort of key players there, we know Zach Gentry went out with the injury. I think that happened in the Jacksonville Jaguars game. And Kevin Rader came in toward the end. And were, the, You know, the Steelers flirted with a, with a bunch of different practice squad sort of guys or, you know, third and fourth and fifth on the depth chart sort of tight ends. But the two big names there, obviously, are Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald. Now, Eric Ebron for 2021. He he's an expensive guy for the Steelers. He's an expensive guy for the Steelers for 2021. Eric Ebron is due eight and a half million. That's his cap number. Um his dead money would be two and a half million, and his cap saving if they were to cut him, then becomes six million dollars. Vance McDonald, his cap number is seven million, almost eight million. It's seven point nine two seven million dollars. His guaranteed number is, um, which would be a, a, a dead cap number, I guess, on the Steelers for the Steelers. That's two. The dead cap number would be two point seven million, and there's a saving there of five point two million. Now, Eric Ebron, for some, will have disappointed. For others, you know, he would have he would have been, you know, the great acquisition. He did what they wanted. Vance McDonald. Hardly caught a pass all year. I mean, that was something that was made. He did had suffered from different injuries and what have you. But, I mean, didn't score a touchdown. You know, he had absolutely, like he had 15 receptions on the year off 20 targets. So, you know, he caught, you know, 75% of them. But, I mean, really 20 targets is absolutely, you know, it's nothing compared to Ebron who had 91 targets and had 56 receptions. You know, e- Ebron had 558 yards and f- and five touchdowns on the season. But what if I told you that currently the Pittsburgh Steelers were projected on current numbers to have the most expensive tight end room in the entire NFL at $18.348 million. That's right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. A tenth of the salary cap, assuming it's $180 million, is, or actually assuming it's under $83 is going to be spent on the tight end position. And that's where I think we can expect some significant, significant changes potentially coming in terms of the Steelers from a positional perspective. The next player I'll call out where there's a, the, the Steelers have to really consider what they're going to be doing with that player is the inside linebacker position. Now, they're losing Avery Williamson, and he's projected right now at about a $3.5 million salary um, from some recent numbers from over the cap. But Vince Williams this year, his cap number is $7 million. The dead cap number is $3 million, and we can clear $4 million by cutting him. Vince is a hard one. I mean, when I sit there and I play Madden, or you know, if I'm sitting there as Omar Khan, and you're looking at it outside of all the emotion. You're going, that's some money we need to save. There's a, a several rookies we can pay with that. There's set we could probably pick up two to three veteran free agents there. You know we could probably cut him and bring him back. Um, and that's something that I think you, you potentially could see um, from that perspective there. But at seven million dollar cap hit. With Vince Williams in that production, and the Steelers were relying. I mean, we saw it with Spillane when he came on. You know, we saw it with a couple of different guys there. But what we really need, we saw Marcus Allen move into a bit of that role as well. Um, Terrell Edmonds offers value in sub packages, and I know that that's a bigger question. But Vince Williams is another one that the Steelers need to be thinking about because. That's a that's a massive count number for a player that's pro- not going to play necessarily playing every snap, or we'd prefer didn't play every snap. You know, if it was half that amount, I think there'd be no issue. Obviously, he's a fan favorite. He was he was very much the heart and soul at times this year. You know, critical in that Colts game. Um, so it's a big question the Steelers have to answer. Equally, a couple of other positions. David DeCastro. Now, big. Big suggestions there that he was injured for a lot of the season and he was injured at points, but whether he he was sort of playing hurt. His cap number, 14.2 million. The potential, the dead cap number there is 5.5, and the cap saving is 8.75 million. Maurice Pouncey, his cap number, 14.4 million. Dead cap number with a pre June cut. Of six point four million dollars saving there eight million dollars. Now we just c- c- carry all those five players for now, and I'm not suggesting for a second the Steelers cut all of them. But we're talking saving eleven point two million in the tight end position, four million inside linebacker. So we've got this down now to 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 that fifteen point two million. Fifteen point two. Remember, we said the Steelers with thirty five players contracted are twenty one million dollars over the cap. So we cut fifteen million if you cut. Vince, Vance, and Eric. If you cut DeCastro and Pouncey, which would be would be almost a completely new offensive line, I, I can't see that actually happening. I can see them getting trade draft picks or or trading for another couple of key players for DeCastro. Um, but if you cut those guys too, there's another sixteen point seven million on the board. Plus you fifteen. You've now got over fifteen point two. You've pretty much got thirty two million dollars in cap savings. And we haven't even got into restructures, and we're not going to tackle that on week, this week's show. But you're starting to see that the Steelers have a bit more room than what they, than what you might think. And Omar Khan, and fingers crossed, we can keep him at least for another year. He can work some magic. The next player, Derek Watt. Now, Derek, everyone sort of que- a lot of people have questioned through this season, given the Steelers' run game and given the injuries he's had. You know, never really had too many before, um, and the at the NFL level, or been been available certainly a lot. They question his contract, and it was it's cheaper than Tyler Maticavich. His cap number for this year is $3.8 million. His dead cap number would be $2.166 million, and his saving would be $1.66. I don't personally see the Pittsburgh Steelers doing anything there. I think they'll want to give him another year to work out, I think they'll want to bring him into this run game with a new offensive coordinator. The Steelers do often like to use a fullback. I think Ben Ben would prefer it as well if he's back too in terms of these different blocking elements. There's, there's obviously it creates an element in the passing game too. Um, and he's very, very good on special teams. And you might see turnover in Georgian, Jordan Dangerfield this year in that regard. Equally, you're not going to solve your salary cap issues by cutting Derek Watt. The next player the next position I want to address, which is an interesting one, is the cornerback position. Now, now the cornerback position at the cornerback position, two key players are Stephen Nelson and Joe Hayden. Now we know Stephen Nelson's side are an incredibly rich and one of the highest, if not the highest, um free agent deals um the Pittsburgh Steelers had ever done. But Stephen Nelson's cap number for this year is fourteen point four million dollars, with a dead cap hit of six million dollars and a saving of eight million dollars. The way he's played the last couple of years, I do not, even though last year was a bit quieter from Stephen Nelson, I I can't see them cutting Stephen Nelson. Also, he's a bit of a younger guy as well. He's, you know, I think he's about twenty eight um or so right now. So, you know, he he's got a bit more youth than what we've got currently at the position. Joe Hayden. You now Joe Hayden's interesting and you know there's great film rooms from him, you know, by Jeffrey Benedict. There's lots of discussion around the role he brings. I think he was severely missing um both in week seventeen and that wild card round. His cap number is fifteen and a half million dollars for twenty twenty one. The dead cap number there is eight point five million dollars or just over that, and the saving is seven million dollars. Could the Steelers look at cutting Joe Hayden and bringing him back? Now, other teams might bring in a, a good, tough veteran like Joe Hayden, um, and that'd be your biggest risk if, if you were to cut him, cut him loose. But what this highlights is there's still there's 15.2 million dollars to be saved there if you were to cut those both of those guys. Which, as I said, I can't say that happening. But if you, even if you cut one of them, you suddenly have found 40 million dollars if you made all the other cuts that we said. So Pouncy, DeCastro, Vince, Vance. And Eric, Ebron, you've suddenly got a lot more cap space than what it looks like on paper right now. And this is the secret. The Steelers are known for cap magic. Omar Khan is known for cap magic. To cap off this week's show, I wanted to talk about a segment that we're going to carry through each and every week. So, luckily and funnily enough, there's actually going to be 32 shows, including this one, between now and when the Steelers play that Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, um, against the Dallas Cowboys, which was meant to be held last year. And then, obviously, COVID, COVID sort of challenged that. And hopefully, it can be held this year. But if you calculate the dates between now and the 9th of September, um, you're going to get a, a roughly about 31, 32 shows, depending on when things air. So this segment's going to be – uh, it's going to be called Weekly Value. And weekly value, as I said, is going to be this week preview, but people that were valuable at their cap number in 2020 and what fans can think about for 2021. And the reason I'm going to do this across the league is because, and we're going to start this week with the Pittsburgh Steelers, is I think it's really important to consider... The players that might be available, the players you might want to trade for, what's value at the position? So what are other teams getting in value and what should we be considering at the position as well? So, I mean, for instance, the Steelers paid last year, paid their running backs. They're one of the lowest in the league in terms of what, what was spent on running backs. And apart from the coaching, we saw that reflected. Now, are we going to have the best tight end room in the NFL next year? I don't think any Steelers fan could sit there and say they're confident that Eric and Vance will lead the league from tight ends. They're going to do more than what Mark Andrews and Boyle do for, for Lamar Jackson over there at the at the Ravens. You know, what Howard does um for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, we can what Darren Waller does for, for the Raiders, what John o. Smith does for the for the Titans, I don't I don't think Steelers fans oh. George Kittle, how could I forget George Kittle from San Francisco 49ers? So I think Steelers fans, you know, it's, import- it's important for us to look at where other teams are getting that value. So I thought we'd start with a fan favorite uh, the, who, I, in my mind, should this should be his second year winning defensive player of the year, and that's TJ Watt. TJ Watt last year had a cap number of $2.945 million. That's right, $2.945 million. Now, what's huge about that is that he was the lead leader in, lead, league leader in sacks. He led that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Don't forget, he took week 17 off too. He had seven pass defenses, two forced fumbles. He had 53 tackles total, um, combined tackles. 23 tackles for a loss, 41 quarterback hits. Now, in, and with a what pro football reference like to call their um, approximate value, which is basically where they allocate, based on all statistical mes- measurements, from every player, f- every player of every season since 1960, they assign this approximate value. Um, and TJ Watt was one of the highest in the league last year. His, his approximate value was eight eighteen. The the League was Aaron Donald with 22, followed by Josh Allen with with 19. Aaron Rodgers was on 18. Fred Warner was on 18. Russell Wilson was on 18. So to give you perspective, there, there's three guys on defense in that in that all ranked in the top three, and there were there were four players in the top three. TJ Watt's one of them. TJ Watt's one of them. So, you know, that's massive value when you think he was two million dollars. And he was the cheapest player on that list when I went through and I looked at the different cap numbers. I mean, Josh Allen's, you know, several more million than him. We know Russell Wilson's on one of the richest um, quarterback contracts in the NFL. Fred Warner's on a decent cap money. Aaron Donald's on a massive contract as well. You know, I think it's $23 plus a year. So that's massive from TJ Watt. The other player I want to talk about, and of course, you're going to go, that's obvious, Matt. It's Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool had a clap, cap number last year of $1.2 million. And I mean, his stats were incredible as well there for a rookie. I mean, in fact, he's actually just been named as part of the pro football writers or um, rookie team there. And we saw his, you know, 10 plus touchdowns. We saw the difference he made, even when he had a few quiet weeks. So massive, massive year in terms of value from Claypool. But. Then there are a couple of players that we can start thinking about for 2021. And in 2020, we saw one come on. We saw a player come on, a player that didn't even come or wasn't allowed to, didn't get an invite, didn't get an invite to the combine. Kevin Dotson, who is a Steelers fan too. He was paid $675,000 last year by the Pittsburgh Steelers in that first year as a fourth round draft pick. Now you're sitting, we're all, Sitting, at, I'm sitting here going to $95,000 a year. Yippee! I'd love that. But that made him in the top ten lowest pay, paid players for the Steelers, and he was pivotal. And then when we look at 2021, his cap number goes marginally up from there. I mean, Kevin Dotson's on. Then next year he goes to his cap number goes to 9.44 million dollars. 0.9, yeah. So not even a million dollars. That's right. 0. 0.944. So. Again, could he be that most valuable and my most valuable player for the Steelers? I'm talking about contract value. He could be hugely valuable, valuable in 2021. The other two players I wanted to point out, which wouldn't surprise anyone by his barnstorming end to the season, but that's Alex Highsmith, and he's at $1 million. So you think we paid Bud $15 million this year, and I know Bud's are, you know, in a, at a different level at the moment to Highsmith. Um, different type of offensive linebacker currently or different strengths, but $14 million cap saving there is huge in terms of what you can do with the rest of your team. And then there's the controversial one and that's Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph in 2021 will cost the Steelers $1.2 million in 2021, $1.2 million. Now there are plenty plenty of backup quarterbacks around this league around the NFL making much higher numbers than that. And we saw the performance he did in week 17. We saw that. And it, it's, it's a big, this is a big advantage for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2021 to have a backup quarterback. That's that low is incredible. Now it's the last year of his deal as well. Um, but it it is really, really important that the Steelers are able to save money at any position possible and to be able to get a backup that, you know, is going to a minimum when you probably a third of your games there is, is huge. Um, and that's something that really shouldn't be spirited. I mean, in 2021, you know, Jalen Hurts, he he made one point five million dollars. Now, obviously, he was a, he was a fairly top round draft pick. Cam Newton, you, you might say, made one point seven. But would you really rather Cam Newton to start over Mason Rudolph? I don't know, I don't know. So that's really an interesting one to think about too. As we go into twenty the twenty twenty one season, where are we getting the value of these different positions? But look, I've done a lot of talking numbers, and there's a lot of food for thought there. Before next week's show. And before I I wrap up this week's, I wanted to share with you, if you've got questions about the salary cap, if you've got comments you'd like to make, if you've got suggestions or you've got areas you want me to delve into week to week, feel free to email me. My email address for everyone out there for BTSC, my special Steelers address is Aussie, A-U-S-S-I-E, Steeler91 at gmail.com. All one word, no spacings or underscores with the Aussie Steeler 91. But send me an email. I look forward to joining you next week on Steeler's Room. Go, Stealers. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger
3: emotions through music. Perfect.
0: Define an opportunity.
3: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
1: Identify a problem.
3: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming.
1: Offer a solution.
3: Utilize cutting-edge AI.